0: Good afternoon and welcome to Let's Talk. The pastor is in. I'm program host Kip Allen. This program is for the Christian layman, the Lutheran who believes but has questions. In short, well, the program's designed for someone like me because, you know, there's a lot I don't understand. Not necessarily something soul-shaking, it might just be something that's been bothering me for a while. And I find that rather than getting into a deep theological discussion, sometimes a casual front porch-style talk with a pastor is the best way to understanding. That's what this program is all about. Today's guest, Wayne Lawrence of St. James Lutheran Church in University City, Missouri. I have my questions, I'm sure you have yours. You can send your questions by email at any time to Talk at kfuo.org or call in during the program. If you're in St. Louis, including the Metro East area, give us a call at 314 Or if you're anywhere in the lower 48, you can call us toll free at 1-800-730-2727. Pastor Lawrence, welcome back to the front porch.
1: Yes, it's good to be back.
0: (laughs) Oh, just a minute here. I pressed the wrong button. There we go. Oh, that wasn't supposed to happen. (laughs) Okay, there we go. (laughs) So, (laughs) here we are again on a rather dreary Friday, but it is Friday, so we can ease back a little bit, although I suppose you can't, because your your job really goes on the weekend. But, you know... (laughs) (laughs) You know, I wanted to talk to you about something that came up while I was talking to another pastor recently. Uh, this pastor was telling me that uh, in his congregation, he was having some problems with some of his parishioners who were dead set against wearing the uh, masks during this COVID uh, COVID pandemic. And you know, at first I could understand that to an extent. I mean, I, I'm not happy with the idea that. Uh, some bureaucrat in Washington or Jeff City can can order me to do this. On the other hand, uh, I normally do wear a mask when I'm out in public, and I think the reason I do that is because, not because I look so much at the reason that the government tells me, as I look to the Bible. And as usual, you know, if you have questions, the Bible seems to have the answers to that. And my interpretation of this, and maybe I'm wrong. Remember, I'm just a layman is what we're looking at here are the Ten Commandments, specifically the Third, Fourth, and Fifth Commandments. And these, I think, are the guides that tell us what to do. Now, first of all, there's the Fourth Commandment. I'll get back to the Third in a minute. Uh, There's the Fourth Commandment. That is the commandment that tells us, well, you know, we have a responsibility to our civil authorities. They're put there for a reason, and God expects us to follow that. And the civil authorities say, wear the mask. Then there's a fifth uh, commandment, and one that's especially important to me in this case, is don't hurt anyone. You know, Do no harm. And if indeed, you know, wearing a mask cuts down the possibility I might infect someone, yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Of course, and this runs up against the third commandment about the Sabbath, where we've got problems where... Sometimes the civil authorities say, oh, no, you can't go to church, and other times that they say you can or you can't, and that seems to be in variation in in, with, uh, in opposition to some of the other commandments. So I'm a little bit confused there, but I think that my basic reasoning is correct, that indeed the Bible does give us the answer to that question. Am I right in this?
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, I think you're right on track um because you are right on the with the fourth commandment um the um we are to be those that the lord has placed over us um not just you know uh, mother and father but um um anyone that the lord has placed in authority over us um and that would include indeed the the government um you know when you read uh, Romans thirteen uh Romans thirteen um Paul talks about God instituted uh, the government um to to um to reward good behavior and to and to punish um uh, bad behavior. Um and so um government is really an institution of God and so, yes, we have an obligation to, um, to obey the commandments. Also in Romans 13, notice what Paul says um, in Romans 13, chapter 2. He says, um, he who rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. So we do have an obligation to um obey the authorities um when um when especially when they're being reasonable. You know, even Jesus said to um to to the crowds around him, he says, the scribes and Pharisees sit in, in Moses' seat. So you should do you should observe what they tell you um to observe. Except you know you don't want to do some of the things they are doing uh, because on the one hand they they tended to tell you what to do but they themselves didn't actually practice it. Um, but uh, those that the Lord has placed in authority over us, uh, we do have an obligation to to obey them. And uh, and you're right, I think regarding um, the fifth command the fifth commandment too you know um it's you know you don't just uh, we're not just guilty of murder if we actually kill someone but uh, if we engage in anything that's going to make someone's life um uncomfortable or bitter which of course if someone get infected with this virus of course um their life is going to be Uh, bitter for a while and they could die. In fact, um, you know, we keep hearing sometimes that, uh, oh, a lot of people die from the the flu and that's true. But uh, how many people can you point to that? Oh, I know that person and that person died from the flu. Whereas you probably can point to more people that you know that actually died from this disease. In fact, I can point to um, three or four that I know that I heard heard um, definitely that day died from this disease and I can't recall um, pointing to anyone that uh, I know died from the flu but I know it happens. Well we also so, know mean, that
0: this we also know that this uh, COVID-19 is horribly is horribly contagious. Yes. And uh, yes. it's not just that we know someone who, who uh, died from it it's that we know that we might on a, uh, unwittingly infects someone with it.
1: Right, right, and that's where you know, um, you know, you are referring now to the, the fifth commandment, and that is indeed uh, um, applicable to the situation, because you don't want to do anything that's going to cause harm to to your neighbor. Um, and so you're right. I I put on my mask too when I go out. <laughs> Um, if I go to the store, as soon as I'm gonna go into a building, I like I still like going to um Planet Fitness and I'm glad they were there open again. Um but as I'm going into the building I make sure I put my mask on and let them take my temperature and then I go in and exercise and, and come out. Um so yeah, we want to, you know, um observe the precautions that are um, that come highly recommended to us so that we can stop the spread of the disease, um, I can understand some people not wanting to wear it um, but uh, you know it's not it's not something you keep on twenty four twenty four seven you know you just really need to wear it um, if you're in situations where you cannot maintain. Um, that social distancing from someone. So, oh,
0: well, for example, yeah. right now I'm here in the studio and I'm not wearing my mask, but my, my studio is completely uh, blocked off from any other part of the building, so I don't see where there's any danger of me infecting right. anyone should I happen to have that disease.
1: Right, right. Um, you know, I I find the, the the whole lockdown idea a little bit unreasonable. Um, for a couple of reasons, you know. Um, there are always going to be people that I put my guard down with. It's not like I'm going to live in the house with my wife and keep um, keep my mask on and keep my distance from her. You know, with with people that live in the same house with you, you tend to put your guard down. Um, and so if someone, if my wife were to, pick this up in the hospital, you know, know, she's always careful and I trust that she will take the necessary precautions so that she don't catch it. But should she catch it, then she could definitely bring it home and I would catch it too. Um, Because there are always people that you're going to put your guard down with. You know, when they tell you to remain locked down and stay at home, um, you know, people do go out and then come back home. But well,
0: well your wife is a nurse, so she's one of the one of the frontline workers in this.
1: Yeah, she's a frontline worker for sure. But you know, I've of other people too that, you know, um, you know, if they are careless when they go out and then come home, then you know, that's but that's also another reason why I like the idea of um wearing a mask and keeping uh, my distance. Because I would I would not want to bring that thing into my home, (laughs) you know, around people that put their guard down around me. So, yeah, I think, you know, um, regarding the the Fourth Commandment, um, that is clearly a a case where we should say, if the government is being reasonable in their requests of the citizens, um, God placed them over us, and we should certainly um, listen to them Especially when they are being reasonable, and especially if you know you you present a risk to other people by disobeying, um, you know, by disobeying such orders. So you're right. I you know I I agree with you on that. That um, we should uh, um, listen to the the government on that. Now, when you talk about the the third commandment, though, and when you talk about uh, worship. Um, there's another one that you can see the the tension between um, obeying those in authority and obeying God. Well, it seems to you me know, that
0: you know, we might have the third and the fourth commandments here in conflict with each other. Uh, obviously, they can't be. I mean, the, the Ten Commandments stand as they were, and they are perfect. So maybe there's an interpretation problem here, at least on my part.
1: Yeah, well, you know, we obey the authorities except when the authorities are are telling us to disobey God. You see, um, if you recall, you know, even the early apostles got themselves in trouble with the authorities for doing what? For preaching in Jesus' name. And uh, they were told, don't do this. And uh, they were arrested, flogged. And they said, we're going to go out and do it anyway because we should obey God rather than obey man. So if you have a conflict between obeying man and obeying God, obviously you're going to obey God, you know. And so when the authorities are telling us, stay home, don't go to church, <laughs> uh, now you're asking me to, to disobey God. You know, I was looking at that passage earlier um in the letter to the Hebrews, in the letter to the hebrews um he wrote um um what does he have it um let me find that passage uh rather quickly from from where he talks about uh we should not forsake the gathering the assembling of um of ourselves. he says, yes, let us not give up meeting together." as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another, and all the more as we see the day approaching. And so, you know, you know, (laughs) the Lord wants us to meet together. The Lord wants us to be a source of encouragement for each other. And it's not like we can't do it safely. You know, if I can go to the store safely, if I can go to, Planet Fitness safely. Why can't I go to church safely? Um, if, this, if the precaution that is required is wearing a mask and just keeping my distance, I can also do that in church. I can wear a mask and I can keep my distance. If you notice on Sundays, um, when when the members are coming up for communion, I have my mask on. Um, because at that point now, they're going to remove their mask so that they can take communion. And so I put my mask on, and I also put a glove on on my um, right hand so that I am picking up the host with a gloved hand rather than just my bare hands. So we take those precautions. We even commune only three at a time um, so that you have one in the middle and one in either end. Um, Sometimes people come up more than that because, you know, they are coming together. Um, They're coming up with people that they obviously live at home with and have their guard down with with those people. Um, But we try to commune fewer and then we try not to bless each table but bless the entire congregation at the end. Um, So we can take precautions so that we can worship together. Well,
0: well, one of the things that we do at our church, yours and mine, uh, I'm I'm one of your parishioners, uh, is, uh, you know, you obviously do not wear the mask when you're delivering your sermon or the readings. And, you know, that's because you're up at the lecture and you're up at the pulpit, and there's quite a separation between you and those of us there in the the pews. Uh, Now, I will not find myself not wearing a, a a mask. For example, during the hymn singing, I can't sing very well with the mask open. But again, we are all obeying the uh, the uh, uh, social distancing. I mean, nobody's, right. unless you are family members, nobody is, is anywhere near anyone else in our church.
1: Right, 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 everybody's sitting so far apart. Um, and so there we are observing the social distancing. And uh, if someone even wanted to sing with their mask on, you're more than welcome to do that. I don't think it's necessary uh, once we are practicing social distancing. Um, But, uh, you know, the conflict that I am seeing when it comes to the third commandment is that we are being told by authority to disobey God. And when you are told by the authorities to disobey God, now, you know, um, you'd have to obey God rather than man. Well, um, what, we're, well
0: what we're seeing here, and uh, forgive me for playing devil's advocate here, if you'll excuse that, what, that <laughs> sort of phrase, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. is we're not like, in, say, in China, where they're saying, you cannot preach this word at all, we're going to shut you down. Here okay. in the U.S., what they are doing is, we're saying we think there is a health hazard. We want you to restrict this until the hazard has passed. So you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I, we're not quite looking at it. You know, what the Chinese are doing is is clearly a violation of the of the Third Amendment, the Third Amendment, Third Commandment. Right. I'm not sure that totally applies here in the United States. Yeah, they are shutting down worship, but they are not saying. No, we don't want to have any any uh, Christians preaching anymore. No, they're simply saying, cool it until we can get this pandemic under control. Then we can resume. Uh so is this a situation then when they are not actually violating the third commandment? Yeah, God wants us to gather. Certainly He does. Right. But again, with right. the fifth commandment, God says don't don't damn it, don't don't endanger other people. So maybe Maybe it's not quite the same with the third commandment.
1: Well, you know, in the sense that um, you're able to do other things. Why? In other words, then other things are, you're not forbidden to do, like going to the store. You're not forbidden. You're not forbidding them to keep a doctor's appointment. You know, you're not forbidding people to, to gather together. At all. In fact, I one of the things I heard was that they were hoping they were opening up um, the casinos at 50% capacity. And I go, wait a minute. Yeah. They're so telling me that people can go and gamble. <laughs> you know, gambling is 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 um, is, uh, is an essential. And and I think you know that's where I have the the difficulty with it. You know, I, I understand them to be saying that going to church is not essential. And uh, you know they are making other things essential, uh, except church. Yeah, I see. And, I see uh,
0: there, I think we're yeah, running yeah. into a problem with the third commandment. As you pointed out, the casino situation in Nevada. Uh, in fact, there's, yes. I think there's a couple of court cases on that right now. And of course, oh. numerous, uh, numerous uh, governors and uh, mayors have said, "Oh, well, this doesn't apply if you're if you're doing a civil protest."
1: Right. Right. If you're doing a civil protest, um, and you know, which I was um, observing the, um, no, observing the, the George um, Floyd funeral service on television, and what I noticed was a lot of the choir, the, the, the people singing on the choir were not wearing masks, and they were in a church. The preachers, um, Reverend Al Sharpton was one of them. He was not wearing a mask when he delivered his sermon. And there were so many people in that church building. And you had two services, one up north, I guess, and one uh, down south, two services. They seem to be be making exceptions to the rule, um, except they just don't want us Gathering together in a place of worship, yeah i've noticed this, and this this is
0: something that really bothers me uh, for example, uh, Congressman John Lewis recently passed away uh, and yes. and he undoubtedly was one of the heroes of the civil rights movement. I had some issues with what he did in Congress, but I will always honor the memory of what that man did. He certainly was one of the uh, was one of the shock troopers in opening up this country uh, right, but at his at the funeral service for him. I saw this on TV. I mean, the church was packed.
1: Absolutely right. packed. Right. 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 They make these exceptions to the rule. And then you go, if you're going to do that, why would you restrict the rest of us? Um, and you see, part of it too is, uh, worshiping is a habit. It's a habit. And, uh, the more people stay away from worship, they run the risk of falling out of that habit of going to worship. You know, church attendance in America, I think, is dropping also because you have all these televised services um, on, on, on television, of course. And there are many who are opting to go, well, I don't have to go to church. I can just turn on my television and Turn to the program that I like, um, but there's more to worship than just maybe listening to a sermon on TV or even reading Portals of Prayer, which I recommend that people read during the week. And I send out Portals of Prayer to many of my members, but I would not want that to become a replacement for meeting together around the word of God and around the sacraments.
0: Yeah, it's a supplement. It's um, not a
1: replacement. Right. It's not a replacement. But what I see happening um, is they have created this fear. And I've listened even to some of my own members. And when you listen to them, you you know, in the back of my mind, I'm saying, do they realize that they are contradicting themselves when they give all these reasons why they can't come to church, what they're afraid of, and yet they're doing other things that is equally just as risky or even more risky. You know, you do keep your doctor's appointment. In fact, I had a couple of doctor's appointments that I kept, and what do they do? They tell me, when you come, make sure you wear your mask, and even when you get to the doctor's office, you know, you stand outside before they register you one at a time, before, you know, before they even let you in to see the doctor. The doctor comes in, he's got his mask on, the nurse with him has her mask on, and he's in the room, you know, three of you are in the room talking with mask on. Um, so, you know, we do other things that are just as risky, and uh, we seem to, you know, We seem to separate church as if church is more risky than these other things. And, you know, I I go, you know, maybe we are coming up with excuses not to go to church and we could fall out of the habit of meeting together, which is what I think um, the writer to the Hebrews is stressing. He's saying, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but let us encourage one another, you know? Part of the meeting together in church is where you are a source of encouragement to me, and I'm a source of encouragement to you. Um, When I'm at home, if I'm just watching the television, watching a preacher on TV, I'm not a source of encouragement to my brothers and sisters in Christ because they're not there with me. We are not doing liturgy together. We are not singing together. Um, So the source of encouragement is not there. And I think, you know, it's not more risky than any of the other behaviors that we are engaging in. A couple of the restaurants in our neighborhood have reopened. And my wife and I have gone to a couple. And what do we do? We wear our masks before we go in. When they seat us, we take our mask off and we eat our food. When the waiter come over to take our order, we're not wearing masks. She is or he is wearing a mask.
0: I hear that. Pastor, we got to take a little break here, and we're going to be right back because we've got a Life lot more to dramatic. talk about.
2: This subject and other topics that matter to teens. Visit health.mo.gov/connect to access these free cards and resources.
0: A message from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services.
2: I'm Pastor Ken Bomberger. Join me weekday mornings at 7:15 for Oratio, your time of scripture meditation and music on KFUO, Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Here is what our listeners are saying about KFUO Radio. KFUO has been a part of the family, in a sense, for many, many, many years. We stayed home and listened to KFUO, and we love doing that.
0: Really appreciate all the work that goes into everything that you do here. For so many people to
2: be able to hear the gospel, what a blessing that is. To leave a message on the KFUO comment line, call 314-996-1542. Worldwide KFUO. There is power in doing good works for the sake of others, but that kind of civic righteousness can't compare with the perfect righteousness of God, which covers us through faith in Jesus Christ. In a classic radio message, Dr. Oswald Hoffman shares the power of Christ's resurrection that overcomes death. It's Archives August with Dr. Oswald Hoffman, this week on The Lutheran Hour. Sundays at 12.30 and 5 p.m. Did you know that 27 countries of the world have a city called St. James or Santiago, meaning St. James? Or that more than 150 American cities are named after locations or names mentioned in the Bible? Like New Canaan, Connecticut, a location mentioned in Leviticus 18.3, or Lebanon, Illinois, in Isaiah 14.8. And one of the most popular biblical location cities, Bethlehem, named in over ten states of the United States. Even Abilene, as in Abilene, Texas. It's mentioned once in the Bible in Luke 3.1, as the region ruled by the tetrarch Lysanias. And other city names draw from the Bible, like St. Paul, Minnesota, San Jose, California or St. Petersburg, Florida.
0: Well, welcome back to Let's Talk. The pastor is in. I'm program host Kip Allen. My guest today is Pastor Wayne Lawrence. And we are discussing how the Ten Commandments play into the requirements to wear a mask during this pandemic. And uh, there's some very interesting points we've been trying to bring out. Now, if you have some questions or some points of view, we'd love to hear from you. You can email it to us at Talk at kfuo.org. Or you can call in if you're in the St. Louis area, including Metro East. That's area code 314-821-0850. Or anywhere in the lower 48, you can call in for toll free at one eight hundred seven three zero twenty seven twenty seven. 730 2727 Well, Pastor, you know, there's a, there's a lot going on here. And I think one of the things, again, that really disturbs me, and I think it does you as well, is that there's... Politics are being played with this. As we pointed out, you know, they'll crack down on the churches, but they won't crack down on the uh, on the uh, mass gatherings if they're uh, protesting. In California, for example, uh, the uh, governor has said, you can't even sing or chant in church because that will spread the the virus. And I, I'm thinking that perhaps some of these governors and mayors, some of the people who are are put over us, do not fully understand the importance to us of church.
1: Right. Right. It's as if they just view church as something that is not essential. Um, and the things that they consider to be, some of the things they consider to be essential are really not essential at all. You know, um, someone was uh, mentioned, someone was talking today on the air about um about protesters getting up in the face of of law enforcement and yelling at them and some of these people are not wearing masks and it's like aren't they putting these police officers at risk by getting up in their face in their faces and and yelling at them and you go well yeah to me that should be even a crime um because you know this police officer could catch this virus and take it home to his family so how come that is not considered a crime but singing in church is you know where you're not necessarily that close to to anyone so you're right i think there is a um, there's politics being played with this and i think that is you know some of the the people that don't even want to wear a mask that's part of the 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 um the frustration with those people they are seeing Politics more than a concern for the citizens, you know they're seeing you know they are playing politics with this, and they just have they're pushing for this draconian lockdown um to somehow i guess destroy the economy long enough, maybe so that our president don't get reelected um It's as if they have some kind of nefarious agenda. And so it is frustrating for some people to go, this is all about politics. This is not about safety. But I do see the safety um, aspect of it. And uh, I observe, again, the mask wearing, the washing of hands, keeping of distance. I will always um, observe that. But this draconian lockdown um, does not make sense. And I think it 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 runs up against... Um, against worship, where we are to be obedient to the Word of God, you know, and worship is not just about listening to sermons over the air or reading portals of prayer, which is all good. But what about the Blessed Sacrament? Absolutely. You can't do
0: the bread and wine over
1: the over the TV. Right. What about, the you know, we come together around word and sacrament. And for someone to say that that's not essential, well, I'm sorry, but for the church, for Christians, that is essential. You know, that is essential. And if we can do it safely, if they, you know, if we couldn't do it safely, I would understand and go, look, this cannot be done safely. Or let's say in the beginning when they did not understand what they were dealing with. And they say, okay, we have to shut everything down because we don't understand this virus. We don't know how it is spread, so we have to shut everything down temporarily. Now, that I could go along with. But I think we understand this virus a little more than before. Um, we even we even have um, therapeutics that... I find, you know, they're making it controversial. You know, one set sort of, sort of people are pushing these therapeutics and go, we have tried it, it works. And another group is saying, no, it doesn't work. And so you realize that there's a lot of politics involved. Yeah, even and science wonder, is, is this... becoming political nowadays. <laughs>
0: right.
1: <laughs> when you're going to politicize science and medicine, Especially, um, you know, a medicine that's been out there for, like, 60 years. Um, you know, it's been, many people have been using it safely for the last 60 years. And somebody's going to go, no, this is harmful. Um, it doesn't work. Um, how do you know that? What about the people who are saying, you know, I tried it. It worked for me. You know, maybe it doesn't work for everybody, but maybe it worked for some. Are you going to tell the people you're going to tell people don't try it because it might work for you you know so you realize that there is a a sort of a nefarious um, agenda here and it is frustrating people it is uh, uh, making people not trust their leaders not trusting anything they're being told by their leaders and that's a real danger that is a real (laughs) danger
0: where we now are in a situation where perhaps the Fourth commandment is somehow you know how, how can we follow the Fourth commandment if we don't have faith in the leaders that are appointed over us?
1: Well, which is interesting, because look at how Paul talks about the um the fourth commandment in um, in Ephesians, and he not only caution us to obey the authorities. But he also cautioned the authorities about abusing their authority. Um in Ephesians chapter in Ephesians chapter six, Paul says, um, and I find it one second. Yes. First he says, um, children obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. Um that it may go well with you, and that you may live long in the land, um, and then fathers, and then he turns it around in in verse 4, he says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So even the first commandment, there is a word of caution for the people that are in authority, you know, if you abuse your authority, if you abuse the people that the Lord has entrusted to your care, um, then you know, you're know you putting yourself in a position where you're losing um, trust. You know, losing the trust of the people. And that's not a good thing um, that the authorities are doing. They're creating um, this mistrust. They're losing any kind of integrity. Um, with uh, with the people, and they need to be careful about that um, because when you can't trust what you're hearing from the authorities and even the media, you know, <laughs> you know um, our president, I think, rightly says sometimes that what you're hearing is fake news, um, especially when it, you know, it is so biased in one direction. Um, so, you know, you got to be able to trust what you're hearing um, from the media and from the people in authorities and you know we're running into a, a difficulty where we can't trust what we're hearing but nevertheless i i i i think this again wearing a mask and keeping your distance is reasonable it's reasonable to take the net to take those precautions just in case you know i might have something that i could spread or somebody you know could spread something to me I want to take the necessary precautions, but I'm not ready to go for this draconian lockdown anymore. In the beginning, fine. Let's lock everything down until we know what we're dealing with. But I think we know enough now to reopen um, many of our businesses, reopen churches. We don't have to be so completely cut off from each other, you know, because we are also social animals. You know, we're not meant to just be locked in our homes. You know, um, we're social animals, and uh, you know, we'd like to get out and mix with each other sometime. And I think church does that. Oh, absolutely. Gives, absolutely, yeah, it, it gives, does. Yes, it gets it give Chris even among my brothers that I um that I study with. What is the one you often hear them say? It is good to be with each other that are of like mind. The like-mindedness is what um, appeals to them, you know. I'm here with with brothers that um, agree with me in doctrine, you know, and so... Part of what Christians do, they are a source of encouragement to each other, too. When we get together on Tuesdays to study, we are a source of encouragement to each other. And that's what Bible study and worship is all about. It's about being a source of encouragement for each other. It's about getting together, not only for the Word, which is important, not only the, the, the audible Word or the preached Word, but also the visible Word. And the visible word is, of course, the Blessed Sacrament. Um, And for us as the the people of God, if you notice in the early church, why did they get together on the first day of the week? They would get together on the first day of the week to break bread. That was essential for them, getting together on the first day of the week for the the sacrament. And so that's essential for us um, as the people of God still. And for someone to tell us that it's not essential, just stay home um read your Bible, and you know I keep hearing that even from some of our members, you know, oh, you know, um, the devil won't get me else to stay home and read my Bible, and you go, well, you know, um you're not a source of encouragement to anybody, and you are losing the benefit of um of receiving. The encouragement that um, that you also need. I mean, look at how far they have gone with this. Um, George Floyd had a had two funeral services, but you can't even have a, a funeral service in a church now. Well, I know. You know my, um, well, I know that's yeah, been a my, problem my,
0: for you specifically. We we've had a problem with yeah.
1: our church of that. Yes, because um, one of our members passed away recently. And all uh, I was told that I can meet the um, I can meet the the hearse at the cemetery, and uh, do a committal, and it will only be a handful of the members that will be allowed to show up at the cemetery um, for the committal, and you know you go wait a minute. I'm just gonna go and do a committal. Now I broke the rules a little bit. <laughs> I just did the I, <laughs> I just I just did the entire service at the graveside, you know. <laughs> um, instead of just doing a committal and walk away, I go no, I'm gonna just do the whole service, and you know even the prayers, the the the, the sermon, everything was done at the graveside. So um, we still had the service. But, um, you know, you see that more and more where they're telling you that you can't have a, um, even a funeral service. A gentleman that worshiped with us sometimes, um, he lives out in the Ozark. Um, and he came to town because his um, his mother had passed away. And he called me and said, um, you know, could you do the committal? It's at Jefferson Barracks. And I said, sure. You sure you don't want me to do anything else? No, just a committal. And sure enough, when we got to Jefferson Barracks, they were like, you've got like five or ten minutes. You've got to do this committal and get going because there's someone else coming behind you. Oh, boy. I was like, I, I don't believe this. <laughs> you know? So I couldn't even do a whole service um, right there. I had to just do a very short committal and everybody get back in their car and leave. And you go... This is not right. We can have a service, if even if we have to do it um, in the cemetery, we can do it safely. There is no need for us to have this draconian lockdown regarding the church or a funeral service. My daughter's um, mother-in-law passed away, and most of the people had to. Participate in the funeral by Zoom, and you go wait a minute. <laughs> so everybody has to stay home and and get on their. Um, everybody had to stay home and get on their computer and get on Zoom, so that they could participate in this service. And you know, I'm just not so sure that that is necessary.
0: And it, it's not I the same. The- I, I had a good friend of mine die uh, last year. And one of the people here at the Senate, I was mentioning it to him, and the guy embraced me. You know, he he saw my grief, and he embraced me and shared my grief. Oh, how wonderful was that?
1: Right. Right. And you hear Dr. Fauci saying, we should never shake hands again, ever. And you go, really? (laughs) Really? Don't touch anybody. And it's like... No, that's not the kind of people we are. You know, we need that kind of affection, that concern, that expression of love and concern for each other where, you know, somebody see you grieving and come up to you and hug you. And you can't do that anymore. I got, when our member passed away and I got to the the cemetery, I couldn't even hug any of the family members. We had to just stay far from each other and just say, you know, um, I... The Lord be with you in your grief. May you find comfort in the knowledge and the resurrection of Jesus. I couldn't touch anybody. Nobody could touch me. And it was so impersonal. It's like, you know, when do we get back any sense of normalcy? And this is, you know, and if this is just all about politics, then that's not good. You know, if this is just all about politics, then it's not good. Well, maybe
0: maybe the thing is, and, and maybe I'm being a bit Pollyannish here, but maybe it's so that people like you and me, you know, the believers, the true Christians, can look at the situation, see how it is politicized, see what is going on, and then make our voices heard when it comes time for the election. Maybe that's it. Maybe to, to see this imbalance, to see this injustice that is committed against us, will actually motivate us to do something. Maybe.
1: Uh, you know and <laughs> which is what I was um, saying to my wife um earlier today too I said you know they might overplay their hand and what they think is going to hurt us or hurt the, the um hurt our president might actually turn around and be hurtful to them you know what if people see the politics see the injustice of what they're doing and decide to vote against them um, because this is so unreasonable. It's as if I can't, but, you know, sometimes I get the impression that they are just so power drunk yeah, that and they, they will do anything.
0: And they don't realize, I think, that their own injustice on us. For example, uh, we're in, in many of these jurisdictions, churches are closed, but, hey, guess what? Abortion clinics, business as usual. You think we don't right, notice that's that?
1: essential. Yeah, yeah, it's essential. Abortion is essential, but not worship. You see, and that's where, you know, that's where, you know, you, know, you start to say, well, you know what? These people are ungodly. And, uh, you know, if if staying away from church, if that's what they're asking, then they're asking too much. And I and I'm hoping and I'm hoping that many of our members will come to see this. To see the contradiction. Because right now when I listen to them, I you know, I see the contradiction, but they don't see the contradiction between going to the doctor or going to the store and not going to church. They don't see the contradiction yet. It's like you know, what is taking so long? You just hope that their eyes will be open and they realize, wait a minute, if I can do this I know one lady, she, you know, well, you know, my husband is not well, and I don't want to catch anything and bring it home. But you go to work, right? Yeah, I go to work. Well, (laughs) what if you catch it there and bring it home, you know? And I think sometimes there's a contradiction that they don't see, Um, that, you know, we are being told to do something that is harmful to our faith, you know, to not get her around the Word of God and the sacrament, that's harmful to our faith. Um, to fall out of the habit of worship, that's harmful to the church and harmful to our faith. And so if you're telling me to do something that is harmful to my faith, why should I obey that? Hmm. Well, you may- know what? Why should I obey that? You know, it's at that point that I'm willing to go. Well, this is a time to disobey the government. And this you maybe know? this is
0: maybe this is where where we're going with this. Um, and, yeah. and where certainly the fourth commandment says we're we're to follow. But as you pointed out, when the civil authority disagrees with God's authority, there is a problem there, and I think. <laughs> We are seeing this right now, and uh, I'm not entirely sure how we combat that, but at least we are aware of it now. And uh, I wish more and more people would look at this and say, hey, this is not right.
1: Yes, that's what I'm hoping. I am hoping that more Christians will open their eyes because, unfortunately, um, I am seeing too many Christians um, falling into the trap that um, that is set. Um, I see too many falling into it and are falling out of the habit of coming to church and um, you know when you talk to them, you know they give you this impression that oh no i'm just I'm just too afraid, or even more and more, what I'm finding is uh, I try to make all these phone calls, and uh you know in the beginning, they would answer and oh, I'm just afraid.' And more and more, you're finding that they're not even answering their phone. <laughs> you know? That must you know? be terribly
0: frustrating for
1: you. Yeah, that that then it gets frustrating because you realize I need to keep in touch. I need to, um, you know, make sure that uh, I know how they are doing and let them know we're doing okay. Um, but more and more, they you know, some are even um, not answering their phone um, because they don't want to have to deal with uh, um, the the issue of going to church, because they know they should be in church. They know we can worship safely. Um, There really isn't a reason not to be in church. There really isn't. Um, You know, in spite of what people may tell us, there isn't a reason. In fact, if I had a big congregation, if I had a big congregation, I would opt to have many services if that would help. I think some churches are doing that. Yeah, because if you notice, we never, we, we did not lock down. What I said to the members was, I will be here for whoever is willing to come out. And you know, by the grace of God, there was always anywhere between 7 and 13 members during the draconian lockdown. That would still come out and come to church because they knew I would be there for them if they show up. So you know, we never completely locked down, um, but you know, the fear. I I understood the quarantining of some, you know, with the with, with the fear in the beginning, but more and more, you know, I, I just think this is. Uh, I think we're being played. <laughs> we'll, we'll forget the fragment, but I think we're being played. <laughs> well,
0: as you said, you know, it, people are getting out of the habit, even within our own church. They're getting out of the yeah. habit. Uh, you know, oh, gee, you know, maybe I can sleep in a little bit more this Sunday, or oh, yeah, there's that new show I wanted to see, and I'm guilty of that. I am so sorry, but I, I've done that a couple of times. Oh, I got to see Chris Wallace. Oh,
1: gee, I'm sorry. <laughs> I always tell my, I always tell myself, you, you know, one of the good things though, which is, which is another thing that just remove all excuses. I have the, the the Fox Channel where I can stream things, so even if I miss it, I can always stream it later, even a day later.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and so if you look at the fact that now we have all this streaming capability. It takes away even the reason that you just gave and go, well, i got to see Chris Wallace. Well, I can watch him later. (laughs) I'm (laughs) ashamed.
0: I really
1: (laughs) am. I remember one member said to me, um, you know, I called him and he he said, um, you know, I got up and I got dressed. I had my breakfast and then I sat down, you know, because it was a little too early and then I fell asleep and when I woke up it was ten thirty. <laughs> <you know? laughs> um so you know, we we I think we give ourselves excuses sometimes. Oh we do. And I just yeah, and you know, I would say, you know, we 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 need to look again at how easy it is to play us on this. How easy it is for those in authority to play us and go, Oh, now you have a reason to stay home. Coronavirus, you know, oh, <laughs> coronavirus. And they Satan is home. smiling. And... Oh, yes. I, I think he is having a ball, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Pastor, we're coming in at about the last 30, 45 seconds of the program. Any final thoughts?
1: Final thoughts? Well, I think we need to pray for our country. Uh, we should pray for the church, you know, pray for our members who are still scared. Um, Pray that um, our eyes are open and that we see what is going on, especially regarding worship, and that we don't let the devil win. We cannot let him win this one, you know, because Christ is already victorious when he went to the cross. We have the victory in Christ. And when it comes to the devil, we are dealing with a defeated enemy.
0: And let us um, not snatch—let we... us not snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> Pastor Wayne Lawrence of St. James Lutheran Church in University City, Missouri.
2: You've been listening to The Pastor Is In